Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, this is Paul McCartney, and you're listening to Jonah Radio. If this gonna be that kind of party, I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Neil, girl! Out here, it's just a little bit Ooh, strange, but I'll trip with you. Get off the cross, dude. It gets a lot colder. Hang on with your friends. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Just on time to Jonah Radio. I'm Jonah uh, Ray. Dio can't make it. Cash is here. Hi, everybody. Uh, Cash is here. Cash is Cassius, and then uh, then Neil Mahoney. I'm here. And we have a guest, which is nice when that happens because then we attack each other less. Um, this guest is, it's very exciting to have this person on. Um, we, uh, you might have uh, seen him in The Wrong Man, which is a uh, wrong guy. Incredible. Wrong guy. Wrong guy. No. You might have seen him in. Oh wait a minute! Is Henry Fonda here? Guys in the area. <laughs> uh, as as I was pointed out to me as I was leaving the house today, Anne of Avonlea, uh, he was in. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was I was told to bring that up on air. Now I have. In an ant's life. An no, ant's life. No. A bug's life. Bug's life. Jesus Sorry. Christ. Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay. He's also. Uh, You're one for three. Yeah. <laughs> it's epic. Go for the big one. I, I got one more. I got one more. Two big ones. And Go for two big ones. TV. On the radio. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> close is that close? Close enough. All right, yeah. great, great. Yeah, I think I was in, uh, yeah, it was a soundtrack of our lives. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to say his name? Yeah, and I was just oh. about to. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You guys get, hold on. I'm Let's sorry. Bit. Let's have fun. I'm, just, I'm yeah. a little. Uh, Dave Foley is your guest. Of the boys in the hall. Of the boys and the guys, <laughs> guys in the place. Guys in the place. Yep. Yeah. And talk radio. Uh, and, uh, TV on the radio. Yeah. Um, founding member of TV on the radio. Yeah. Uh, but here, here's the thing. We're not here to talk about television. Television. <laughs> this is a radio show. This is a radio show. Yeah. Here's the thing that um, I want to I want to say this right off the how <laughs> how many people. Um, uh, when I was working at a record store in Venice Beach, uh, someone brought and sold us a uh, early um, Rilo Kylie oh. like demo CD. Mm-hmm. The six, early, six track, yes. yeah, yeah, and um, I'm you know it's like 
the the the, 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 the artwork is printed out like on a like a home printer. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then on the back of it, it said special thanks, Dave Foley. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, there's some other guy named Dave Foley. <laughs> and then my, uh, the, my boss at the time, Ron Benway, he was just like, he was like, he was like no, that guy's like, uh, he's really into music. It's true. Yes. And at the time, I had a TV show. So if you like a band, you're like, here. Yeah, have some money. Yeah, and, so what did you what did you pay for the Rilo Kylie thing? Oh, I can't remember what it actually cost me, but uh, I mean not like numbers wise, but like what did you what did you, did you, what did you bill for it at the end of the year? What did you send them? <laughs> yeah, um, um, uh, oh, I'm oh now I'm I'm sick and I'm blanking on her name. Of Jenny a Lewis. Of mine. No, not Jenny. I remember Jenny's name. Uh, <laughs> but I saw uh, yeah, I actually I saw them playing uh, at. Uh, Spaceland? Okay. That's what yeah, it used to be yeah, called, yeah. right? Yes. Apparently, yeah, it used to be called someone Spaceland. was saying it was never yeah. called Spaceland. I think it was. I just, was yeah. There was never well, a sign that said phone. Spaceland, but that was there in the Spaceland that's and what, Dreams? That's what we all called it. Yeah, we yeah. all called it that. Now it's called the Satellite. Yeah, but that's, yeah. I'm, but I went into Spaceland when I, and, uh, and I saw them doing their, Riley Kali doing their very first live performance. Wow. And I was so impressed by them that I just like, I ditched my friends up in the smoking room and yeah. and uh, and we and just hung out with them all night and wound up going back to one of their apartments after the show and hearing about thirty other songs that they'd written. Shit. That's wow. amazing. And I thought, Jesus, these people are amazing. And Jenny's one of the best singers I've heard in a long time. Yeah. And um, so I, I decided, oh yeah, let me finance some demos. That's crazy. Yeah. And awesome. I got my friend Gary Helsinger to record it. Where would where where was do you know where the where I can't remember where the studio is. Gary Gary I called Gary and Gary set everything up. Yeah, because he used to be in uh, the band Green Jello. Oh okay. yeah, oh, yeah. The music video only band, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and then they put out the soundtrack. Yes, soundtrack became, yeah. music video. Oh, they had to change the name to Green Jelly too. Didn't yes, Green yes. Jelly. Yes. Right. Yeah, with it, the, the people at Jello. Yes, uh, no, yeah, no. They they were happy with after Bill Cosby. Yeah. and Butthead yeah. made them famous. <laughs> yeah. No, they was it Beavis and Butthead? No, I think so. It was around they, the they same time. They did get featured on there. Yeah. But like, yeah, uh, yeah the, the, um, that's yeah. They uh, they have like a head shop now. That like Green Jelly has a head shop somewhere really? in, in Hollywood. Oh, do they? Oh, it's I like one that. of the guys that was yeah. involved in the band. So you can go and you see a lot of the outfits are like yeah. up on the walls and stuff like that. Yeah. So you're you were going to were you going to shows regularly? And, uh, and yeah, 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 yeah. I was hanging out in like the Silver Lake yeah. scene back when it was you know uh, a new thing. Yes, and did it in the nineties. Like, so was that was that Beck? Was around that? Beck had just broken big. Because he guess. broke out of that club, right? Yeah, he came out of yeah. that area, yeah. But it, yeah, it was weird. I remember I, tell, I tried, I pe- actually uh, pitched a show to NBC. I actually wrote a pilot for it uh, that never got made uh, called Silver Lake. Really? Oh, wow. And I, oh, wow. And I remember saying, I want to make a show about this music scene in, in LA, this hipster scene. And uh, people kept saying, Silver Lake's a hipster scene? <laughs> uh, isn't that just where a lot of old Jews live? Yeah. And, then, yeah. and, um, and, the, and the, the one good gay leather bar in town. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There was a That's couple a of them, right? Statement. But there's, there's one be, good one. There's one good one. Yeah. Good, there should be a lot more than one good one. Well, yeah. it's yeah. California it's just brings the averages up. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. bell curve. Yeah. yeah. There, is a, there is a house in Silver Lake that is uh, still the, uh, what's it, Tom of Finland? Um, it's uh, like, uh, it's yeah, like the Tom foundation museum, museum, museum or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like a house that was turned into a Tom of Finland thing. So it's like you go and it's all a bunch of old leather daddy um, oh, yeah. art stuff. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's an interesting space that is now you know now the mayor of it is Mark Duplass. I think is the mayor of Silver Lake. No, he's he? the mayor of Eagle Rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, oh, no, 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 no. He's oh. on, he's on TV. 
Oh, on the top of my hill there. He bought yeah. the most expensive house in Silver Lake I've ever seen that. On oh, some, yeah? Yeah, on oh. like East Side or LA or something. Yeah. My daughter worked Mark Duplass for uh, years. Really? She was, she was a regular on uh, sorry, uh, recurring on um, The League. Oh, oh okay. nice. Oh, yeah, she yeah. was the daughter of, the, of uh, Steve really? Renazizi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I, got, I, had, I had a spot in that. I don't know, episode. Yep. Oh, that's right. I you never your did. <laughs> yeah, I was a stage dad. Yeah. I, had to, I had to go sit there and watch them shoot with my daughter. Yeah. And they're standing around with orange know. slices, oh. yeah. Capri and, Suns, and they are improvising. So that's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a way to not pay any writers. Yeah. Um, and but when you were like, did you live in the Silver Lake area? Like, no, did, I never. No, I lived in uh, Laurel Canyon. Okay. Yeah. So, the old, uh, old music. The old yeah. 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 yeah, you live, the live there yeah. and commute for the, the music. Smothers Brothers and yeah. Yeah. Joni Mitchell. That's my era. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you see that? Uh, what was that? The Echo Echoes of the Canyon? The canyon. I did. Yeah. I watched that when I was on the road. Yeah, yeah it's not so bad. It, did, it seems a little stiff when they're just in the in uh, Jacob Dylan's house. Oh, like, when they're jamming? When they're jamming. I, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Beck I, seems to be the most uncomfortable of the group. Yeah. I... I that was the I, I have not watched the movie, but I read a couple of reviews, and everybody said it's a great documentary. It is, yeah. except yeah. for Jacob Dylan kind of being in the middle of it. Like it would have yeah. gone up a little bit if yeah. it wasn't him running the interview. I guess it depends on whether or not you find him dreamy. That is true. <laughs> he is and really dreamy. I do find him dreamy. Fucking yeah. jawline. Yeah, and Cut oh yeah, glass. <laughs> I was really terrified back at at the original Argo. Oh really? Remember, yeah, I remember once it was like a Tenacious D was doing a show at Largo, and I heard, "Oh, Beck's here tonight. He's he's, he's checking them out to have them open for him on tour." So I was drunk, and I went over to Beck <laughs> and pretended to be Tenacious D's manager. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kept saying, "You've got a fucking nerve." <laughs> You fucking Tenacious D does an audition for a Beck. A Beck begs a Tenacious D to show up. And he just looked terrified. Yeah. Seems like a timid dude. Yeah. Um and what's but like were you part of the kind of the indie scene in Toronto when um uh, oh yeah when kids was going on and like yeah. you were going to shows then a bunch too, right? Well, because we we played out of like a like a you know punk rock bar in Toronto. Yeah. It was our, our club. Uh, if you played Toronto, you, you probably maybe you've played at the Rivoli. I've I've Toronto. been I've been by, but I've never yeah. played it. Yeah, because uh, now like it's the Comedy Bar. I think is the one that now people where everyone plays. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. But we were like the first comedy act on Queen Street. Mm. So, uh, which was the hipster district of Toronto yeah. back in the nineties in the eighties. I should say. I, it's, so it's still the Rivoli's still around. Still there. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm trying to think. I guess there's the whiskey and. The Rainbow and, and stuff like that, but trying to think of any comedy room, any indie comedy room in L.A. that survived. It was also like a, a restaurant venue, right? It's a restaurant, yeah. And yeah. It, it expanded. It's got like a pool hall upstairs now, but back when we were there, we just had this little restaurant up front and the, the dark room in the back. That's yeah, cool. and then did you, would you go see bands there, and then is that when you guys kind of found out? You're like, oh, this would yeah. be a good spot for a comedy show? Well, we were like, we, you know, we all hung out on Queen Street, and then we decided to start doing our, we were all, we were all involved with like an improv theater thing called yeah. Theater Sports. And we start, said we wanted to do our own show. And so we started doing the show at the Rivoli and, uh, like, you know, renting the room and doing the show. And at the time, everyone on Queen Street hated us because they didn't <laughs> think comedy was hip. Oh, really? <laughs> comedy, was, comedy was, you know, it wasn't, 
you know. Well, it's not cool to make yeah, people laugh. It's, yeah, you got to be cool. It was a lot of sort of feminist vegetarian consortiums <laughs> were running Queen Street. Yeah, uh, and like a, a bunch of dudes just yeah. Uh, yeah dressing up as women and making jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like laughter. Laughter was considered, uh, you know, politically incorrect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too choice of a yeah, time. It didn't matter what you were laughing about. Everyone was too busy trying to free Mamiya. You know, it was, yeah. it was a struggle from back then. Trading foods and bombs. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's uh, and your history all comes from bumper stickers. What? <laughs> it's, your history all comes from bumper stickers. Well, it's just, it's just like, those were yeah. all the benefits. It's like in the in the mid early '90s, like punk scene in Hawaii. That was like every other show was a benefit for either yeah. food not bombs or. Mumia See, I didn't even know there was a punk scene in Hawaii. Yeah, it's very tiny, and it's by <laughs> punk. I mean, it's like it's like anything that's not like Hawaiian or Hawaiian music. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Is that where you were from? Yeah, yeah. I was born what, what part there. of what part of Hawaii? Uh, I was. I'm from Oahu, so uh-huh. Kamakian uh-huh. and uh, mainly Kailua. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Been to Oahu. Oh yeah, Oahu. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Oahu and Ma- Maui, Maui, and uh, never been to Maui. And Kauai and Kauai. Never, I've never been to Maui. Never, never. Yeah, it's, it's usually a, where people go. The islands are pretty close together. They sh- they, yeah, but it's still, it still costs money to go. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't go. Uh, but we're gonna. Uh, Which islands haven't you been to? Maui? I haven't been to um, any of them except Ma- for Oahu. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like I, t- I went to the Big Island a bunch growing up because yeah. I had family there. Are you a Howley? Yeah, I'm, I'm a Howley. But yeah. like my family's, it's you know, like uh, like I'm like Portuguese, so like a lot of my my dad's side of the family is all very brown and yeah, so local, and part Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Yes, but uh, but didn't make a difference growing up. Old no. sore thumb genetics over here didn't didn't quite fit in yeah, in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's make him real pale and then make him real tall so he sticks yeah. out even more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're gonna. Um, I also. Oh, you know what? Before we uh, take a break, oh, I do okay. want to know. Like, it's like who was mainly in charge of the stellar brain candy soundtrack that uh, <laughs> is maybe like one uh, of the oh, best mixtapes. Oh, that was. Uh... Well, I know it was Matador Records uh, put it together, uh, but I think Craig, Craig Northey was our, our musical director. Yeah, and was he the, the musical movie. director on the show? He did, no, he uh, no, that was uh, on the TV show. We had uh, Brian Connolly and the Shadowy Man. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and they did all the interstitials. Yeah, yeah. And then we had, um, but on the movie, uh, Craig Northey, who was in the band called, uh, who still still is in the band called uh, The Odds. Yeah, uh, he came in and did the soundtrack, and I think he probably coordinated the uh, like just with Matador and yeah. choosing all the Matador. He did. The, I'm sorry, he did the score, and then yeah. uh, he was involved with the soundtrack as well. Yeah, because it's an insane. It's an. It's a. It's a great like mix. I know it's cool. I just met Liz Fair, who's on that. Oh, oh really? Wow. Soundtrack yeah. just recently. Yeah, she did a show at Largo. Yeah, she's been playing Largo. Yeah, took That's my right. daughter there. She's doing some show. Uh, she. It's like it's a. Uh, um, Alanis Morissette is headlining the bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's uh, like uh, garbage, garbage, and list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, I already got our tickets for that. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about grabbing some. Yeah, that sounds like a great show. Yeah, it was fun. We took up my daughter, who's a songwriter, oh, sixteen wow. year old, and uh, we, you know, and then we after the she, after her show, we went backstage and. My daughter got to meet Liz Fair and that's awesome. oh, chat nice. up about songwriting. And oh, that's great! That's cool. Amazing. I was in a Liz Fair music video in two thousand two. Oh, yeah? oh, cool. I was supposed to be a grip, and one of the act, the odd-looking actor didn't show up, so they pulled me off the grip truck and were like, "You're mm-hmm. the creepy neighbor now." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like and, a, yeah, and that, that launched a career of creepy neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> it's launched a career of my neighbors not feeling comfortable yeah. around. Me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, like you two, I think showed screen time. We in, did in the Bob Odenkirk. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, Highway to Oblivion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, the epic. I was mm. a Fogel burglar. <laughs> 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 
Um, well, we're going to take a break um, uh, when we come back. Are you going to stick around after the break? Sure. All right, great. We have more, more Dave Foley when we yeah. come back. Uh, we're going to take a break and listen to the song uh, Kenosha by the band Swearin. is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, everybody. It is Cash uh, here talking to you, uh, not under the blanket, soundproofed like I normally am, because I want you to hear 
my daily life, which is my wife. She loves audiobooks. She's in the shower right now. She's listening to an audiobook. She'll probably listen to uh, an audiobook while she's sitting there doing her makeup for work or when she's going to sleep. Uh, she is a longtime Audible member, and that's what we're trying to get you to do right now is sign up for Audible because it's that time of year when everyone is traveling or running around getting stuff they think uh, are thoughtful gifts for people who they care about. Well, think about giving yourself the gift of Audible membership. Now is the best time to do it with a special offer of 53%, 53% off the first three months. Uh, you get to access an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. You get to choose three titles every month, one audiobook, and two exclusive audio Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Listen on any device, anytime, anywhere with the Audible app. It's great while commuting, at the gym, or with your holiday travels. With Audible, you'll also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges, your own audiobook library that you keep forever, even if you cancel. So right now, for a limited time, you can get three months of Audible for $6.95 a month by hitting up Audible slash radio, R-A-Y-D-I-O, or texting radio to 500-500. It's just $6.95 a month. That's more than half off the regular price. Now, this week, we are uh, featuring David Mitchell Backstory. You probably know David Mitchell from uh, maybe Peep Show, maybe... When he's on um, the end of the those year shows, the quiz shows, or maybe uh, from Are We the Baddies, that Mitchell and Webb look, uh, he wrote a, a biography, and uh, it's amazing. He performs it himself, and it's uh, it's a really hilarious book. So we want to make sure that uh, you get a chance to to check it out and hear it performed by him, which is why David Mitchell backstory is our audible choice this week. Now, if you'd like to get that audible choice for the low, low price of just six ninety five a month for the first three months. Hit up audible.com slash radio or text radio to 500-500. I need to wrap this up as my wife will soon be getting out of the shower and probably isn't happy that I used her to sell Audible. Live cut. That was a li- yeah, exactly. That was, live. that was a live cut. Swearing. Song I like that. I never heard that. Yeah, it's it's real great. And they just put, that's from their uh, their uh, their first something from 2011, and they just put out something last year. And they're back playing songs. Uh, Allison Crutchfield, friend mm-hmm. of the show, been on it. Now she's playing with Mike Kroll, very good, you know, garage mm-hmm. artist also. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, Dave, this is the point in the show where oh. we uh, get into the uh, current events of uh, the music world. The- oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so this, we don't have to talk about the war. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. This is uh, the ostrich with the head in the sand. In the sand of segments <laughs> in a segment we call Cash Music News. That's right. It's time for Music News. All right. Where we just look at what I started expanding. I used to just go to spin.com. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got a Rolling Stone one now. It's not a one to one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm spreading out the love. Plagiarism. Just open in multiple browser mm-hmm. windows. You'll never believe this, but Robert Pollard announced another Guided by Voices record coming out in really? oh. 2020. That would oh. make it about 25, I think. What? 20? Oh, wow. Have you seen them before? I I think I saw them live in the nineties. Yes, I, I saw them. At, I think I saw them like the Troubadours. Yeah, like and the show lasted I until saw the two thousand. The uh, yeah. uh, writers' room show at the Troubadour about three years ago. Oh yeah, it was yeah. just all comedy writers. Like, yeah, fucking, um, like going like, yeah, my wife's at home with the kids. Uh, is anyone else here? Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, and what yeah. what other? Oh, I'm trying to do, now what other bands spun off out of Guided by Voices? 
You know, I don't know because it's like he has such a like a rotating like yeah. bunch of guys playing as, as far as I believe. Yeah, as I've always known, there it's like for me, it's like you know, Guided by Voices is always one of those bands where it's like there was too many albums. You know, you hear a song. Yeah. And then, like, you're like, oh, this sounds good. And you go to the record store, and there's like too many. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. then you're like, ah, this is overwhelming. I'm not going to. When I, I worked mm-hmm. at, I used to work at Rhino Records, the the old record store. And they Where I saw it. Rilo Kiley. Oh, really? Oh. In store for the second album. Yeah. I saw Guided by Voices for an in store and was blown away, and then walked over to where we stocked all the stuff and was like, I'm not, there's no way. I'm, where do you I'm start? Gonna, Huh? They Where do a, you start exactly? Guided by Voices mm-hmm. on New Year's at the Terragram downtown uh, did a uh, 100 songs uh, for $100. Tickets were $100. Yeah. And they played 100 songs. <laughs> yeah. Christ. How long was that show? I don't know. I, like It's probably got to be like four hours, something like that. At least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which isn't like, you know, they, usually they go on for like two or three hours. So it's not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're bad. It's like, it's like every album is like a good EP. If yeah, just, if they just put out seven inches, it would be legendary. Yeah, like singles going steady, like yeah, the Buzzcocks collection. You're like this. This feels like the best album ever. Yeah, because it's a bunch of great seven inches. Yeah, yeah. you know that's that's kind of true of the Who too. Oh yeah, and they're my favorite band in the world. Yeah, you know. What do you think of the they're new album? Too many songs. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It sounds good. It sounds it, more it like does. the Who than they've said uh, than in a very than, long time. Yeah. Did you go Which to the bullshit? Huh? Did you go to the Bull Show? Has it happened yet? They did a, a few, yeah. They, oh, with, I don't know. Had they, so they put, they put hadn't put out, out the album yet. Uh, we yeah, had put the out the album yet. That's no. right. Oh, that was the big show they were doing with an orchestra, right? Doing they were doing yes. Quadrophenia, right? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah Quadrophenia, um, and then they did a bunch of Tommy. Like, I saw them at the Staples Center a couple of years ago. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Um, and I saw them at their very what was supposed to be their very last show ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. In Toronto, there's a lot of that going around. Yeah, their farewell, <laughs> their farewell show in Toronto in uh, when was that? Like 1979 or something. Yeah, yeah oh, it's wow. a, um, I, I love just like I love that they're putting out an album mainly because it's like I love reading. The, like the interviews that they do because they always end up saying something fucking dumb mm-hmm. or it's like you now Pete Townsend is saying he's like yeah we pretty much invented heavy metal yeah and yeah. like it's like well I don't know like because he, he kept on citing live at Leeds he's like that was loud as a big yeah. loud he's like but that they, they recorded that like I think the like after uh, the first Black Sabbath album came out yeah, sixty nine. Yeah, and Live Black Sabbath had already Black Sabbath had already come out so I think it's yeah. that's more of a testament to yeah heavy metal. I mean, they were loud rock. Yeah. They yeah, probably they, they influenced uh, Black Sabbath. Perhaps. Sure, I yeah, I could say that. I'd say uh, well, uh, it's it's. Do you guys remember Son of Sam, the Spike uh, Lee movie from twenty years ago? The I do vaguely. <laughs> yes, it was. It was it, the movie about the tragedy. Yeah, not, and, I'm not. Uh, the yeah. pest was in it. Leguizamo. Leguizamo was mm-hmm. in it. House from House of Bucket. And I think yes. Adrian Brody was in it. And Adrian Brody was playing like a punk rocker. Yes. But the closest they could get to punk rock was he was really, really into the who. <laughs> yeah. And so he was just wearing who stuff. But he stuff. had like a full but there was like, like a mod, Liberty the mod Spike connection to punk is pretty, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it, it just strikes me as so Oh, wait, weird no, that. but he, like, throughout the course of that movie, he makes a transition into, like, having, like, the Liberty Spike mohawk. Yeah. But that's, like, mm-hmm. towards the end where he's, like... Now finding Sex Pistols and whatever, yeah. but he well, starts out more of a mod guy. Because when I was in high school, we were all really into early Who and mm-hmm. Kinks and stuff. Because punk hadn't really hit yet, and and then we all sort of transitioned into punk from the from the Who from really. the Who. Yeah, yeah. My a, generation was like the first punk song. You that's know? Like, yeah. you know, that's what I was gonna say. My generation is like a straight up punk song. Yeah, and it's uh, and yeah, that's the like kind of the lineage. It feels like because like mods and then just kind of being ruckusy and loud. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mods freaked me out when I learned about them. I saw Quadrophenia when I was like oh, 14 was, oh. or 15 and I was, it, it was not something I'd ever been educated about. And <laughs> yeah. so it was just like, who are they? I, I went and saw like them perform Quadrophenia. So there were people showing up with like those 16 mirror, uh, Vespas, Vespas yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand this. What is this subculture? Yeah. Oh man, I, they were the coolest. <laughs> when I was seventeen, we used to go see uh, Quadrophenia at the Kingsway Theater. Uh, we'd run all the time, and we'd go. We'd you know bring in like a quart of gin, and, <laughs> oh, a, pound, no. and a pound of weed, and yeah. sit in the Kingsway Theater and, okay. and drink the whole bottle of gin, and then you'd go out and smash stuff up afterward. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever? Uh, it, it's you know it's funny because like you're you've been doing a uh, Who's Live. Is it anyway? Yeah. Lately, and it's like, and you yeah, guys. Yeah, Greg Proops gets my credits about as well as you do. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Every night I have to get wonder if he's going to get any yeah. of them right. <laughs> <laughs> but, that uh, was Eric Bogosian. What? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, he, uh, uh, the, the, you guys. It's like if you ever if if you do a special or something like that, you really have to have an intro where you're all on. You know, Vespas with the tons of mirrors. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Um, oh, I, I bet Greg Proops might already have that. Like that just that seems photo? like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet uh, he's got the jacket. Yeah. already ready. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, Jeff Davis does. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> he's just been waiting. Um, here's here's a fun thing that uh, someone made recently uh, uh, during the Christmas time season. Um, it's a. Uh, so of course this is Wham. Yeah. Oh, oh last yeah. Christmas. Yes. Christmas um, I've heard the song. Yeah. Mm. But uh, and, and uh, you know, it's a, it's an easy fun mashup, but it's a uh, it's uh, Slayer and Wham. Oh. Yeah, it works. <laughs> it's weird. This is this is already thirty seconds in. I was watching this going like, when is it gonna kick in? But once it does, it's nice. Here it comes. It works. Wow. Finally, I'm a Wham fan. <laughs> the miracle uh, of 4-4 four, four time. This, this might save my marriage. <laughs> I found something that we can both enjoy. <laughs> um, yes. That was just uh, someone posted that. It's just, it's, I sometimes wish I had the uh, energy during my free time to yeah. be like, I'll figure that out. Slayer yeah, and Wham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, I, gotta, I have not seen Paul Feig's movie based on that song yet. Oh, no. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I, I forgot I love, about that. I love Paul Feig. Yeah. He loves, he loves wearing suits in England. Oh, he's, he never used to dress well. Really? <laughs> oh, this is a post-success? I don't Paul know Feig? what happened. Yeah, he was always just dressed like every other schlubby writer forever. <laughs> uh, was now, the, he's, was now he's the best-dressed man in show business. Consistently. Just, yeah. I'm, I think Paul F. Tompkins is furious. Oh, I, he's got to be because it's very oh, similar suits, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they must. They must. It must be like a thing where they try and keep Taylor's secret from each other. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a healthy competition. I think they're both yeah. probably appreciative of it. But yeah. you know what, Paul do? I know that, Paul's Taylor. Ooh. <laughs> Paul will do that. I, I uh, Paul will do that. I haven't seen Paul do. Um, is commit to the hat. F. Tompkins will will pull out a, a oh, bowler, yes. a pull out a top yeah. hat. He'll wear that. I yeah. haven't seen Paul Feig do yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. Dude, dude has to, dude has at least one top hat. Yeah, if I'm not, sure he does. If not, he, I, one he that believe, snaps out. I believe. 
Uh, Paul F. calls them a topper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, recently, it was announced that the uh, director of Ford v. Ferrari, James Mangold, will be uh, doing a Bob Dylan going electric biopic. Oh. With starring Tiny Boy. Timothy Chalamet. That's He's playing tiny Bob boy. Dylan? Yeah. I guess that's about right. I'll give it to him. And Bob Dylan was a little tiny boy. Little tiny boy. Back in yeah. those days. Yeah. It's, he's got big hair, Timmy the Shell. Yeah, he's yeah. got that. He's got and the you're, hair. And you're only allowed to hire one actor per generation, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to get all the roles. He's, he's got to have like everything. Yeah. yeah. But every time I see him in something, it's good. I he's always the King. good. He's hmm? good. I watched The King on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen that. It was Henry the uh, Fourth. Mm. Oh. Um, oh, talk to the British guy. Yeah. The Canadian gentleman. <laughs> Sorry, you, you, you still hold allegiance to I, the I'm Queen, right? The British Empire. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's, she's on my passport. Did <laughs> did Canada Brexit? Uh, no. Yeah. no, no. Okay, just no. I, I haven't kept up that that yeah. direction on yeah. that. No, For you guys. A long are... time it seems. Yeah, yeah. We may, yeah, we may have to, we may have to finally leave the British Empire. Oh Jesus! I think the way things are going. Yes, yeah, I mean, but if if uh, Quebec can't even, no, <laughs> they can't separate. No, <laughs> no, they can't. But Scotland might. That's it. Yeah. yeah, they tried. Yeah. Was it like remember, they came very close? Yeah, there was very a, a band yeah, really like uh, pause. Yeah. Uh, they're from they're from Glasgow. We saw them when they were here. They were playing the Echo, and they had like they were setting up the you know their instruments, but they had their laptop out with like the running mm-hmm. results of the election. Yeah, they were pulling out, and they were just kind of like, eh. and then right before they started, they're like, oh, didn't happen. Yeah, well, here we go. Time to play yeah, some I, yeah, I sad now, punk songs. Yeah, now, um, they, now they've elected their own. Uh, Moron fascist <laughs> in, in, in Britain. You get Every one, country. and you a get fascist. one. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Go mystery science political. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, the uh, it's. Uh, do you keep up with uh, like Canadian comedy? Uh, Canadian comedy, not as much as I should probably. Yeah, like a uh, Letterkenny. Uh, we're fans of Letterkenny on the show. I've never seen Letterkenny. I, it's it's good. Why? Well, that's what I kept hearing. We were up there for the uh, Canadian Screen Awards, mm-hmm. which is the wonderful name they've given to the awards for things on screens. <laughs> um, and uh, any screen? Yeah, any screen oh, at all. Okay. Even like screen door. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Letter Kenny was winning some stuff, and everyone was telling me how great they were. And I, yeah, like, I, it's on, somebody's carrying it down here. Hulu, Hulu, yeah. Hulu. yeah. All right, yeah. I gotta check it out. Yeah, I got, no excuse. I mean, now, they dumped six seasons at once, and then yeah. seven and eight both came out in the last three months. Yeah, because apparently it's hip to be Canadian right now. Because well, Schitt's Schitt's Creek, Creek is yeah. doing real well. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're wrapping it up though. They are. Yeah, they've done their last season. Yeah, yeah. but it's too bad. It feels to me like Letter Kenny feels like a. A, a, a nice kind of descendant of kids, yeah. Where it's a, uh, it's it's got a, it's like, or maybe even more. Death comes to town, where it's just like you know, mm-hmm. a very like it's like reoccurring characters, like, yeah. In a in a, in in a small town kind yeah. of yeah. setting, yeah. I gotta yeah, watch, I gotta watch it. I, I hear great stuff about it's it good, all the time. Good stuff. Uh, recently, uh, there a book was announced uh, called "Raising Hell: Backstage Tales from the Lives of Metal Legends." Um, it's a bunch of uh, basically uh, metal bands talking about injuries they've sustained by being in metal bands. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Uh, here's one from uh, the band um, Dillinger Escape Plan. He says, The worst thing that happened to me was when we were on tour with Between the Buried and Me and Horse the Band. Uh, in 2005, we were playing Anaheim at uh, Chain Reaction. There was a big, heavy black speaker hanging overhead, which I didn't see, and I tried to jump over something. 
As I jumped as high as I could, the speaker was right over me. I cracked my head open and fractured my neck, and I had to get eight staples in my head. The whole crowd was covered in blood, and that was the first 20 seconds of the set. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty, Does it pretty, say if he finished? Did he finish? Yeah. They, I don't know. I guess we're going to have to buy the book and find oh. out. Yeah. That's just an excerpt. Yeah. All I know, if, if, he, if it was hockey, he'd finish. Yeah. <laughs> finish the game. You hit your head a few years back, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, um, uh, yeah. I came, I came close to killing myself. Shit. <laughs> did yeah. you crack your skull? I uh, felt I had a subdural hematoma. Oh. And nice. I hit my head hard enough on the ground. I fell on my, the back of my head. And hit hard enough that my brain gave me a black eye from the inside. Oh, Jesus! Like it, it shot forward. Yeah. Oh, so fuck. I, had a, I had a black eye. That's a and I was severe. It must be so confusing to explain yeah. to people where the head injury took place. Yeah. Your, your eyes are black, and but it's yeah. all that's yeah. that's nuts. And I, yeah, I woke up in the uh, ICU and uh, at Christmas. Hey. Uh, yeah, and that was that was the last. Like time. Jesus, and that's the last time I drank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, I wow. had a drink in five years. Yeah. You, you rarely yes. hear about the head injury from hitting rock bottom, but I guess it happens. <laughs> yeah, but it, the weird thing was uh, the the head injury. Not only I I it I woke up and I kept thinking, oh, I got to quit drinking. I kept thinking, oh, it's going to be hard, and it just isn't. Uh, oh, crazy. Because of the brain injury. I think the brain injury changed like my brain. Whatever was broken got fixed. Yeah, I've never had, I've had <laughs> no weird. no overwhelming need to drink. Fucking A. In five years. That's uh, I should fall back on my I, head. That's, yeah. I'm, I'll, running, I'll I'm, knock I'm, you down. I'm starting a clinic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a really nice, yeah. it's a nice building. It's very yeah. luxurious and I just hit people with rocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's perfect. We provide skates yeah. and then we just deck you right at yeah. the yeah. The yeah. design is just like a, a doctor talking to a patient and then another doctor squatting behind the patient pushed over we're gonna put you in our ballroom full of marbles try and get across by the time you're across you'll be done drinking Um, did you uh, when you guys were doing those uh, shows in Toronto did it did you ever does anyone ever get hurt because oh yeah I think I think a few times I got hurt a lot because I would like because Bruce and Scott surprisingly are both very clumsy Uh, (laughs) and uh, and both a little bit violent uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember those. Yeah, I remember one time I, I cracked my head pretty hard because Bruce was supposed to carry me over his shoulder up to one of the side stages and put me on the stage. Oh, fuck. But he just sort of slammed me against the wall accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember one time Scott was doing, we were doing a scene, an extended scene. And uh, we used to, because we used to cut from the main stage to a side stage that we'd set up so we could do sort of like cutting from scene to scene. Oh, shit. And, um, and so, so we cut Scott doing a solo mo- a monologue in the middle of this larger scene, and we're all backstage, and suddenly we hear Scott, we go, oh, fuck, what a ham. He's just going, fuck, fuck, blood, my hand, blood. And we're like, what the fuck's he going on about blood, my hand? And he had, but he had slapped a back wall in the Rivoli, so there was a nail sticking out of the wall. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, and he put a nail through his hand oh, <laughs> in the middle of the scene. And, and it's God's mind. I handled it very well. That's very cool. <laughs> but we're, all we hear is, fuck, fuck, my hand. I'm bleeding. Fuck the blood. Fuck. <laughs> he folded it into yeah. the monologue. Guys, you see how I worked it in? I just, yeah. <laughs> you hear that? Yeah. That's what Buddy would have done. He would have done a swivel, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember one time, Neil and I were doing a show with uh, Craig Anton and Ron Lynch, oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, the idiot show at... Uh, 
uh, was it the Steve Allen Theater? Yeah. And there was like a meet Edelman, the guy who like ran the theater. Oh, I know a meet yeah. very well. Yeah. And um, there was like we had to put up a. We were breaking down the projection screen, mm-hmm. and then like it's like yeah. we brought it down, but then it like it, the whole thing kind of swung around and down uh-huh. and it went right into a meet's forehead. <laughs> and I ran into him recently, and that scar, which used to kind yeah. of be covered up by his hairline. Is <laughs> now very like apparent. Uh-huh. Oh, like, he's like, remember this? I was like, yeah, I was real yeah. dark. I didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got scolded by emo Phillips for that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, just basically like getting in a full-on wrestling match on stage during the scene. Changes. It's not safe. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, recently, uh, Meatloaf. Oh, oh uh, Jesus! Revealed that uh, he thinks Greta Thunberg. Uh, is brainwashed. Um, Just in case you were wondering if... Oh, he could have thought even worse things. Yes, yes. Let's give him that. That's, he, that's he, true. Uh, amongst the things that he could, he could summon up his thoughts, yeah. that's not the worst of them. There's other old mm-hmm. rock and rollers. Mm-hmm. Like Nugent probably thought terrible thir- more terrible things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. But uh, yeah, it's a, he, uh, he just kind of came out of just everyone liking him, liking his music. Appreciating his work in Fight Club, and he was just going to kind of—he could have just gone and been <laughs> fine, and then he had to just show up and call a little girl, yeah, yeah, brainwash victim. Yeah, I had uh, made meatloaf this week, turkey meatloaf. Oh, yeah, just mm-hmm. bringing us back to a positive. Yeah. Hey, have you tried these mashed potatoes? <laughs> Yummy. Uh, thanks, thanks, Cash. No thanks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the. Free word association, yeah. the conversation well, it style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work all oh. the time. Oh, it doesn't work all the time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, time is the construct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. Ozzy Osbourne, Elton John are working on music together. Oh, Jesus. Oh. On a no, new no, Ozzy Osbourne album. Them. Sharon Osbourne says this. He's got all his friends playing on the album, and he's doing a song with Elton John. Yeah. All right. All of his friends. I hope it's about sunglasses. All his rowdy friends are coming over tonight. Yeah. All the friends. All of Ozzy's friends are coming to where he is. I doubt he can make it there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's it's that's one of those things where he kind of goes like, "Eh, I don't care. Like no, no, no. It's gonna be like a standards album, right? (laughs) It's gonna be the American Songbook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Everyone does that eventually. Yeah, it's uh, Rod Stewart. uh, Yeah, yeah. Don Rickles. (laughs) Speaking of Rod Stewart, oh no, Steer. He's uh, he's he's recruiting uh, Cheap Trick to be his backing band on a North American tour. Now, that is a collaboration I'm fucking down for. I would see that. That would be very cool. Yeah, I'd rather hear Cheap Trick though. Yeah. I'm sure they'll play some of their songs. But like... Will they, though? They have to. Would he play like Faces stuff, too? That would be cool. Because I could see Chip, Cheap Trick really tearing into some of that stuff. Yeah. Wow. I never thought I'd want to go see a Rod Stewart show ever again. <laughs> Not after that mess in the 70s. That was a joke. When we were growing up, like whenever we saw a limousine on Cape Cod, we'd go, that's Rod Stewart. <laughs> it was just every time there was a limousine, Rod Stewart. Yeah. He started shopping out of my wife's shopping cart at Toys R Us. Really? <laughs> uh, Christmas time, yeah. At Christmas, the yeah, worst my, time to do it. Yeah. Picking things out of the cart? Yeah, or? my wife was buying toys at Toys R Us and, at Christmas time, and, and she was walking along, suddenly this man started like 
coming over and, and leafing through all the stuff she, in her car going, oh, that, oh, that looks good. And she, like, and, and she, she looked over and went, it's, oh, it's Rod Stewart. Yeah. And he was like picking through her shopping what cart. What the fuck? <laughs> like, like she's like curating yeah. stuff for him. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. Enough, it's overwhelming Ooh. in here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First yeah. Said I boiled it down. This is the best of the best card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I was talking. My mom was in town recently, and we were talking about the time that we were in a mall in Reno, and uh, we we uh, first smelled this terrible body odor, and then realized there was a sweaty. Um, uh, oh my god! Um, to was it me? No, it wasn't. Oh, uh. <laughs> um, what's the uh, the old timey uh, standard singer Tony Bennett? Tony oh, Bennett. Tony yeah. Bennett was in there, and he was like Tony drenched Bennett. in sweat, and he still had his like uh, you know his tennis racket bag yeah. and was just looking at shoes in a shoe store but just like <laughs> it was just people you saw people going oh, and the, like, the store started emptying out <laughs> that was it yeah and mm-hmm. then he looked at my shoes and he was like oh okay good yeah <laughs> he looked at my shopping cart full of shoes wait this is in Reno that was in Reno wow he Most survived a long time call 911 yeah. um, guys in death news death news veteran death. jazz musician Jack Sheldon uh, oh, has yeah. died. He uh, is best known for. Uh, he was the musical director for the Merv Griffin Show. Yeah. Oh, and also he. Uh, let's see if you guys recognize. I do. This I'm already going to tell you right now. I do. You do. I'm tell you right now. Uh, do you know what I'm going to play? I know what you're going to play. All right. You're going to be able to sing along like you said you would earlier. <laughs> <laughs> let's see where it's at. Where is it? Here it is. Oh, it's not the one I was thinking. What were we gonna do? Conjunction Junction? I thought you were gonna put uh, I'm just a bill. This is the bill. It is? It's supposed to be. Oh, it's just oh, the, intro. the intro. Just yeah. the bill. Here we go. Yeah. Oh. Did he wrote it, he I'm did not sing it. This guy, the guy that sang it. You sure gotta climb a lot of steps to get to this no, Capitol he, building here in Washington. He voiced this. Oh. Well, I wonder who that yep. sad little scrap of paper is. I'm just a bill. Real quick though, that's like the most classic '70s kid sounding voice. Yeah. That's like the yes. that's the peanuts. That's the it's something <laughs> so specific about. Yeah. Any time a kid spoke in in the '70s. Yeah. Yes, I'm only a bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. It's a long. I always thought this guy. The guy who did the voice was black. Yeah. Yeah. It's a soulful voice. It's a soulful voice. I used the uh, news radio crowd. We used to go see Jack every Friday night. Oh, shit. Really? At the Money Tree on Riverside, which no longer exists, but it was a great bar. I think, like, That's uh, a great name. Clint Eastwood used to hang out there and stuff. Oh, oh yeah? Shit. Jazz, did he play music club. and stuff there, too? Clint Eastwood? Yeah, I think he did sometimes. Yeah. He would sit at the piano and play. But we used to go see so you do it after like tapings or something? Uh, well, we used uh, um, yeah. Well, we used to shoot on Tuesdays. Oh shit! Okay. So we go out on Friday nights, and then uh, and we did eventually switch to Friday, so we couldn't go anymore. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we go out and, and uh, it's like me, Josh Lee, Maura Tierney, myself. Um, uh, sometimes uh, I think uh, Paul Sims would come. Well, what but Rogan? Al Higgins? No, Rogan. I don't think Rogan ever came. <laughs> what would what would he do? Like jazz standards, or would he do some was, of this stuff? Yeah, he, him and a piano player. He played trumpet, but he and he'd just talk a lot. But he was like he'd play like 
he had the foulest mouth of any human being <laughs> I've ever met in my life. Um, so you'd be he'd play like this beautiful version of Georgia, just the sweetest, most beautiful trumpet you've ever heard in your life. And then he'd take the trumpet away from his mouth and say, I hate women, <laughs> but I love cunt. <laughs> oh, Jesus, God. <laughs> and he'd talk for about for for about five minutes about how much he loves cunt. I was Jesus I, just, I, just, I got lunch with some friends at the uh, Smokehouse in Burbank, and then I guess th- I saw a flyer for a guy that performs there regularly um, that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, his name is Jimmy Angel, 50s teen idol. Uh-huh. And apparently, like you can still see him like catching the bus around Burbank and stuff like that. He wears a big fake wig pompadour thing. Oh, yeah. And oh. apparently, he still has like a great voice, and he goes and does like a monthly show at the Smokehouse in Burbank. Oh, yeah. Wow. And they just say he's like crazy because he's also still like... He's like he's like alcohol. It's a like, alcohol never touch my lips, and he's just drinking milk on stage the yeah. whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah, ooh, yeah. Just like, but a real like real true like L.A. weirdo, <laughs> you know. Yep. Uh, Did you see that. another true L.A. weirdo passed away? Oh, uh, who? The, the guy that played Superman on. The oh movie? yeah, the guy who played yeah. Superman on the the. Oh yeah, the Inman Chinese did that documentary. On where? Oh, outside Chinese theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he died. The guy yeah. from the documentary. Yeah, the guy yeah. from the documentary. Yeah, he was so young. The guy that was super into Superman. Yeah. 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 That's a real bummer. He was always very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I just went, I just was, uh, went to Arclight like the other day and like saw like from when I used to work at the Arclight, I saw like this same homeless guy just out front looking good. <laughs> yeah. He would always, he, he asked my name once. He was like, what's your name? I was like, Jonah. He's like, he's like, Jahori. And I was like, <laughs> sure. And then like, and then just from there on out every day, I was like, what's up, Jahori? <laughs> and then, and then this is like one time, like he was like talking to himself and kind of like yelling with himself. And I, Saw him and I was like, I was like, hey man, and like, uh, because it's like we're just trying. I was trying to pass by him. He's 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 like he's like he's like he just goes, hold on, what's up, Jahori? Like he had to like stop whatever conversation was happening. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I'm music and and homeless guys. Yeah. Uh, I lived downtown for eight years, and there was a guy down there that every yeah everyone downtown knew this guy, Ricky, Ricky the pirate. I don't know if you ever okay. met Ricky the Pirate. Oh shit! He used to go into Bar 107 all the time. Yeah, yeah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He, like, yeah, because like uh, every time I remember, he would walk in. Matt yeah. Dwyer would always be like, "Ah, fuck." And he'd have <laughs> photos of himself, and he'd sell you photos of himself as Ricky uh, the Pirate. I think I remember. And that. I knew Ricky. Yeah, knew Ricky, and then you know everyone knew Ricky. Ricky and Ricky would like walk people home, and yeah, you know, and uh, and I didn't know until after Ricky died that he was in, that he was in uh, Rolls Royce. What? The what? band that that did car wash. Yeah. Are you what? Fuck, yeah. Really? That and goes apparently in... had a lot of money tucked away somewhere, and his mom took care of it. But he but he just wouldn't live at any place real. He just kept living on the streets. Wow. Jeez. And his mom his mom's still alive, and she would take care of him, and she would have all lots of people downtown That's people wild. come over for dinners. And wow, wow, yeah. shit. I do miss. I live downtown for a bit. I do miss it a bit. It's different yeah. now. It's, it's where uh, were you? You were. I was like. I was. I was. Hope and Ninth. Oh yeah, no, I was I was at Fourth and Main. Oh yeah, so oh right shit, near the you were right there. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, that that was the spot. Yeah, you were right next to One Hundred and Seven. Yeah. yeah, I hung out at the One Hundred and Seven all the time. Yeah, I well, I loved it because I could go in with my German Shepherd and sit at the bar. <laughs> oh and shit, and, uh, yeah. drink bourbon. You God, know. I love that bar so much. Yep. Yeah, yeah Gypsy. The Gypsy was the bartender there. Yeah, saying that. Yeah, yeah. We used like our friend Matt Dwyer would bartender. Yeah, Matt, there. yeah the, the uh, karaoke night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, and the big horse on the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another death. Uh, oh, Jesus good. Christ! Yeah, Neil Ennis. Uh, what from the Ruddles? Neil Ennis. Yeah. I didn't we know did that. Do that yeah. last oh, 
Oh, that yeah, sucks. He, he died. He's seventy-five. Uh, they say natural causes, but it was very sudden. Apparently, uh, yeah. He was. Uh, he, you know, he wrote tons of music for Python. He wrote yeah. uh, music for the with for the Ruddles, and also like um, did he had his a band, bon- the Bonzo Dog Duda Band. Mm-hmm. Oh. And this is a song that that Paul McCartney produced. I'm not sure if he produced the album. Yeah, yeah. They were on Apple Records, right? Yes. Yeah. John Bonham in it? What? Was John Bonham in this band? I don't know. No. You think that His you nickname is Bonzo. Oh. Yeah, no, he wasn't. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I love I love a bass guitar that kind of sounds like it could be played on tuba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there was like there were one of those bands where it's like when I was working at record stores, it would always be like it's like this looks like an old rock record, but also weird and funny. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, They're weird and well and like and the the Ruddles album, like mm-hmm. the music for the Ruddles is so brilliant because there's not one of them is a direct Beatles song. Yes. Yeah. And yet they just, all sound like Beatles songs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're all great songs. Yeah. That specific uh specific non specific thing is yeah. so so amazing yeah. when it's pulled off right. I got to meet him. I met him once at uh um at the was the whiskey was that whiskey bar? Not not the whiskey Seven bar. Uh, no, no, that went on in Hollywood. Mm. Um, Melrose, isn't that ho- the hotel down there, the Park West or whatever the fuck that? Was. I can't oh, remember. I um, can't remember what the name of that hotel is. But we met met him once with Amy Mann and Michael Penn. Oh wow! They introduced me to him. So I That's got to hang, hang out with him one night and drink. And oh shit! And he was, I was yeah, I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. Uh, you you also had a uh, uh, it was a super deluxe show. Um, yes. yes. It was like, oh, yeah. My God. That's yes. the one I was thinking of, and Jenny was on that. Yeah. Right? The yeah. whole uh, band, though, right? Can't, can't sleep with Dave Foley. Can't yeah, sleep with Dave Foley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was like a Skype uh, interview. It was, yeah. I was, yeah, I interviewed people over, over uh, well, actually, we were using uh, whatever the earlier version of FaceTime was. Yeah, on yeah, Apple. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so it did, we had like Lewis Black was. One of the guests That's on right. Mike Myers. And, and your wife was sleeping. The, the idea was it was a talk show that you couldn't sleep, your wife could sleep. Yeah. And so you hosted a talk show. And so, so she yeah. was sleeping there the entire yeah. time. And yeah. then like after the interview, uh, you would go to your backyard. And there'd be uh, musicians in the backyard <laughs> yeah. playing. <laughs> like with the, on a yeah. stage setup, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like Rallo Kylie, Jason Faulkner. That's right. And uh, uh, John Bryan. Oh, fuck. And uh, who else came out and played? I forget now. But it was I, yeah, it was fun. I had a I had a moment this week, uh, which was very pure in that I was talking to this guy, drive lift, uh, when I'm when I'm not working on other stuff, and I was giving giving this guy a ride and he started he's like, I've only lived here a year, I'm a musician, I'm still trying to come out and I was like, Oh, you're if you're a musician that lives in LA and you haven't gone to a John Bryan show, you don't know what music is <laughs> yeah. because it, it, he will show you what it is and then he'll show you how it's a magic trick and do <laughs> both at the same time. Yeah. And so he's like, okay. And by the time, like I had converted him by the time he got out of the car, he was like, all yeah. right, I'm looking at the Largo website. Never heard of this place before, but it was, yeah. um, Oh, what a pigeon. Yep. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Those are great shows. No, him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, move to LA, not know what Largo is. Yeah. Well, it's not what it used to be. <laughs> you can't you can't get a drink while the show is going. Yeah, yeah. It's not that it's not that weird insider clubhouse that it used yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With the line down the hallway. Oh, I got hallway. in, but I can't see it. But yeah. I'm here. Yeah, I can hear it. Um, also, uh, Obama uh, released his favorite songs oh. of the year. And of course, one of them was "Old Town Road" by Lil Nas X. Oh, and did that, one of your Weird Al covers make it on? None of my Weird Al covers made <laughs> really? it. Really? 
Yeah, very surprised. Didn't make any kind of end of the year list. No doubt. I thought even a decade list, but wow. But to yeah. be fair, your show made it on a end of the my show. The show, the release, just not yeah. your performance. Yeah, yeah. Hey, good mm-hmm. uh, but that gives me a, an excuse to play cupcakes. Uh, version of Old Town Road. I'm gonna, you know the song Old Town Road. I have, I have, I've, I've heard it. Yeah, it's gonna uh, say yeah. Daughter. Well, here's here's a better version this of is, it. Uh... I'm gonna take your dick, put it in my hole. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. Is this uh, yeah. thirty weeks in a row we've played that song? Nah, we, we skip some here and there. And that's that's Barack Obama's favorite. That's the, that's yes. Barack Obama's. Yeah, yeah. starting here. Um, she's, she's from Chicago. Yeah. He, uh, likes the, he likes the cover. Well, we're gonna. Uh, that, that's it for music news. We're gonna take a, a quick break with a song from uh, Jump Started Plowhards, which is Todd Conjolier from Toys That Kill and FYP, and Mike Watt from Mike Watt. This is on the counter. Uh, so, um, we, uh, we, we are here with Dave Foley. Still. Uh, still. He, he stuck around. Can you imagine yeah. that? Um, but, uh, and we, you know, we talked about the, the, the great center, but like, you're, bu- like you're bumping Orson Bean, I believe. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I gotta say that, uh, the, uh, the, 
the theme song you guys use for Kiss in the Hall uh, oh, is got to be the number one theme song for a TV show ever. I love it. Yeah, I agree with you. It's I so agree. good. And I remember when yeah. me and my friends like we we like we because we loved your show, and then like we were like we got to you know like find this find this band, you know? Yeah. Because I yeah. think it just says. It doesn't say the name of the song. I think it's like in the credits. It just says "Shadowy Men on Shadowy Planet." Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. And so yeah, we went. Yeah, we songs, looked for it, yeah. and we found like went to the listening station and listened to it, and found out that like the name of the song was uh, uh, "Having an Average Weekend." And yeah. I remember my friend Raph was like, "He's like, he was like, he's like, what? This song is so good. More like having an awesome weekend." <laughs> and there was just this like blank. We're like, eh. <laughs> but yeah. it's like you know, for those you know, it's just it's it just starts off so perfectly, yeah. and then glides in, and then gets noisy. And it's mm-hmm. just a fucking great, and there's no lyrics, which is nice. Too. Yeah, so yeah. Not the, none of their songs have. Yeah, just, it, it feels it just it. connects to that feeling of like a, a club, like a punk yeah. rock club. Yeah, it, it sounds like it. It was. I'm assuming they were a band that also played the Revolution. Oh yeah, they the, played the Queen Street scene. And yeah, they were like. Uh, like really popular, more popular than we were. Yeah. Uh, a lot of surf like influence around that time and yeah, you too. Like what was it? The Red Elvises, I think, was a mm-hmm. yeah. The, uh, I just saw them six months ago. Oh really? Yeah, yeah they're yeah. yeah. Boston Edison, not surf, but like lounge. Yeah, there's I can, one I can tell guy you trivia. from the Red Elvises. Tri- trivia left. about Red Elvis? No, about Sh- uh, Shadowy Man. Yeah, and please. The, uh, about how that that song. Because uh, we used to, in our club show, we used to use "Circus" by the Jam as our as our intro music, mm-hmm. and so one week I sort of said, "Why are we using "Circus" by the Circus" by the Jam when we're we have these friends, the Shadowy Men? Why don't we use their stuff?" And everyone said, "Yeah, you're right. We should use Shadowy Men instead of that." And I ran home t- to my apartment and got the only uh, single I could find and recorded it onto a, a cassette. And one side was a track called uh, "Bennett Surf." Uh, and the other side was having an average weekend. Holy shit! And so I just brought it down, and we, uh, and we basically we listened to it and decided, you know, so threw it on that night, and it became our theme song forever. Wow! wow. And wow. I, but I didn't know until uh, the series wrapped that having an average weekend turns out is the only track written by the drummer Don Pyle. <laughs> oh wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> He's Shit. back there with his count in his mouth. Yeah, like every other song was was uh, oh, was written by uh, yeah by Reed or you know. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, when we were doing Meltdown, me and Kumel would always come out to uh, "Cut Your Hair" by Pavement, and like uh, it's like it's just it was a great entrance song. It has you know the like just like mm-hmm. fucking fun and loud, and then. Um, and then there was a uh, uh, cash, please. Sorry. As a producer, yeah. <laughs> please yeah. tell yourself to turn your phone to silent. Um, but there was a um, like, it's, and then like when we got to do the show, like when we we're going to do it on Comedy Central, and like we had like Lance Bangs was going to direct the show, and I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. Lance did a documentary about pavement. Like we could probably get cut your hair by pavement for uh-huh. the intro song, and he's like, he's like, well, I'll check. And then they checked around. They're like, it's it's going to be uh, two hundred fifty thousand uh, <laughs> dollars. Per episode, <laughs> and we're like, nah, that doesn't that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and then like so like, but I had like contacts at um, Sub Pop, so like I was able to find. And this one like when I heard it, it kind of gave me a, a, a similar vibe to like it made me think of the kids, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, the the Shadowy Men song, but it was like from Jacuzzi Boys, and just because it's it's raw and just kind of you know, mm-hmm. and it has and then, you know you edited this you know, yeah. but it just kind of. It's fun because yeah. it gives us a chance to kind of go into the store and build. Yeah, build, it does. Yeah. It builds. Yeah. 
That's a great intro. Yeah. And it also says, yeah. gonna have fun right at the beginning. Yes. So you know you're yeah. gonna have fun. We had to tell them, yeah. just in case. <laughs> That's what Ed was for. Yeah. This is not yeah. a drama. Na, 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 yeah. Na, yeah. Na, na, and the, the Daily Show theme was a complete shadowy man ripoff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It totally was. Yeah. 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 And that was cheap trick, no? No, uh, that was. Um, they might be uh, giants no, it was, uh, re-recorded it. it. Was, they might, yeah. Oh, they might be giants. Yeah. No, yeah. no. But they they re-recorded it later. Record, but yeah. it, I don't think they, they, they. I thought it was. It I thought it was um, dude from Husker Du. I thought yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh, is it? But I think oh, really? but they might be giants. Covered it. Oh, I think for the sound for for the. I think it was actually when John Stewart took over. Was they had it with mm-hmm. for, for Craig Kilborn, and then when Stewart came uh, in, yeah. they might be giants. I remember like when they were it. still doing five questions. It's like uh, Craig Kilborn asked Bill Murray to one of the questions like, "Can you sing lyrics? Can you make up lyrics to the theme song?" Oh, to, and he just the, started going like, "It's like why won't you watch it? It's the Daily Show." Oh, running <laughs> through my head ever since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, other Same. great, other great intros to. Um, uh, um, I like that one with the police sirens. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. The hard streets of Swap? South yeah. Pasadena. <laughs> Someone must be jaywalking. Um, <laughs> oh, but uh, Corona, Corona from Minutemen. The Minutemen. The oh, jackass. I was going to pick that one. Glad oh, I didn't. Jackass. And they and they yeah. they also went very uh, kids in the hall in that they they cut out all the lyrics from this. It's just this. Phrase. They don't do the whole song. No, they they just, I think they yeah. just ended it before the lyrics come in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it does get a bit like Debo and Soulful. Like mm-hmm. it does. It does. Like when you start hearing, that's not really saying you're gonna see guys get hit in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> do you have any like favorite like uh, like intro songs um, to TV shows? We were all kind of talking about it earlier today, and like you know, there's like Suicide is Painless is kind of a yeah, great. Be. Yeah, it's beautiful. Rockford Files theme was fantastic. Rockford Files theme, yeah. Uh, the greatest uh, theme credit theme song of all time, of course, is Green Acres. Green Acres is the place to be. Because it sets the whole premise yeah. every week. <laughs> Farm living is the life yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that yeah. is a great song. And, it's, and, of course, the best one of the best sitcoms ever made. Is it? Didn't, oh, my God, yeah. I never watched really, it. It is genius. Two, and written mostly by two guys. Jay Summers, Dick Chevalat wrote almost every episode. Really? That's oh, crazy. Wow. I always thought that was just like a, like a hokey... Oh, no. It's completely surreal. Oh, shit. It's bizarre, surrealist comedy. It's like... I had no idea. Oh, it's... It's, they it's broke kind of like reverse wall. Beverly Hillbillies, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it was, it's like these fancy city folk that moved to a farm because he thinks yeah. uh, it's going to be great for his... Yeah. Uh, mental state and then his wife hates it they do stuff like like the credits will be rolling over them waking up in their bed and Ava Gabor will sit up in bed and be looking and, and, and she'll be reading what's a Dick Chevalat <laughs> and, uh, and reading the credits as they're going by and, and you know Oliver would go what, what, what are you talking about and it's like you know Jesus. but they had all these surreal running gags I had no idea and yeah that's great I forgot about that I remember wall. watching it as, on like Nick at Night when I was a kid yeah but yeah, I was probably too young to get the meta-ness. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, just, you, it's like it's like it's like Ionesco, you know? It's like it's like a <laughs> That's another one. I didn't mean to press oh, that and play, one. But... Yeah. This it's the saddest theme to any comedy show ever. Yeah. Who is this? This is uh, Bob James um, from Taxi. Oh yeah. yeah. This is and, just like you know, feels like Valium. Can I can I make a can I vote for the worst yeah. TV yeah. theme music of all time? News radio. I, I looked just, that one up as part of my research today, and I was like, 
I better just not bring this up. I thought it felt felt perfectly like bumper music on an AM radio talk show. Well, it's like it's the it is there's something miraculous about it in that it is absolutely unmemorable. Yes. Like you can (laughs) I I was in the show for five years. (laughs) I could not hum the theme song to the show to you. Well I even like right after hearing it, I can't hum it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because it was just because that's pretty much... It almost sounds like the beginning of... Like, in the mood. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah it does. Yeah. Uh, which is memorable. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and it's Mike Post. So yeah. you think that so, hurt you? Uh, yeah, I think Mike Post sabotaged our show. Okay, good. <laughs> well, we've got our gossip rag uh, yeah. excerpt. Yes. Um, I mean, how do you write the Rockford Files and then that? <laughs> oh, the Rockford Files is one of the oh, best. That's a really yeah. good one. Yeah, we have. Yeah, it was like that early of, of like they just did everything. Yeah, there's what's this one? Uh, where? This is Steve. this is Jim Rockford. You're listening to Jonah Radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the greatest. That's the greatest theme song of all, and a great show. That yeah. When when I was going through this stuff today, I can't. I, it really struck me how much the art of the theme song has been lost in that yeah we don't that there i mean and i understand it now nobody has the patience for it you're going to get skip well, intro well, anyway the succession theme song yeah uh, everyone loved the madman theme song well only rjd2 yeah. yeah only premium cable has theme songs now right yeah. yeah doesn't matter how long it is i guess Cause, yeah cuz uh, network shows don't have credits they yeah. don't have opening credit sequences yeah. anymore mm-hmm. so there's no cheers song at the opening because you know you only have twenty two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're that, as an editor, I'm not a fan of the opening credits. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're gonna make the scene not make any sense, and then we're gonna lose all the jokes because we got to get it down to twenty one minutes, seventeen mm-hmm. seconds, and thirty two frames. Yeah, but all right. Yeah, that's why. Well, who has a theme? So- yeah, who has a credit sequence anymore except for that's Big Bang Theory? I always yeah. Pitch, yeah, like on first season shows, I'm like. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Thank me later. Just a big hard card that says the name of the show. Get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's skipping it anyway because no yeah. one watches anything like run run the credits over the first scene. Yeah. 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 Well, did you have some? Yeah. You give me that thing. Give me that one. Yeah. The uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's tough just because sometimes it's an opportunity to like like you know stoke out some band that mm-hmm. would yeah. not normally you know be known. What like, was the band that did the Portlandia theme? Oh, that was the washed out, right? But they sampled another song. Yeah, so they, they didn't really the, get anything from it. Everything got yeah. screwed mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad Bare Naked Ladies are friends of mine, so I'm glad they made a fortune on which one did they do? on Big Bang Theory. Oh, that's there. right, that's oh, them. Nice. For some reason, yeah. I was thinking that was. Uh, oh yeah, they're all. They might be giants. But yeah, no, Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, no, they might be giants. That uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yep. Um. So the the first one is um. I think sort of a classic. Oh no, that's here it is. Sorry, um, talk it, us it, through it. Yes, uh, tell us a how classic. You're it it tells it tells the uh, the entire story from a a the perspective of um, a main character, which is not something that happens a lot. But it's also like it's a show about music, and it's about uh, so like. So it's WKRP. It's WKRP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for something. a point, I guess. <laughs> but it's got it's this and the other one I picked are 
Which they, character they, do you think is singing this song? Oh, this is, is Howard Hessman? No, is it it's Venus Andy, Andy. No, it's Andy. the Andy. Andy, yeah. the, un, the unfunny one. Yes. It's, it's the radio antenna. The, yeah. the, the, one, the, the guy the that guy everything to. happens to. Yeah. Um, but Les Nessman. <laughs> Les Nessman. <laughs> the the crazy thing about, mm-hmm. about this is not Herb only does garlic. it have... <laughs> A you like the weather three game? minute version of of the opening credits. It has a completely different song for the end credits, mm-hmm. which I did not remember. This but is the end of WKRP. This is the end of WKRP. Oh, I do remember it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. you can see all the if it helps all their yeah. names on the front yeah. on it on it. All right, you know, what? I have to pee. Can I do that? What? You go for it. Pee. Oh I yeah, sure. Pee? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm gonna go yeah. pee. Oh, you yeah, should yeah. offer that earlier. Yeah. Neil, no, 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 no. this next one's. Uh, you go out that door. Yeah, the diagonal for you. angle door. Yeah, to the left. Let's see, to the, should, left? To the left should be. Yeah, there it is. What an asshole! Jesus Christ! I mean, <laughs> we give him two bottles of water, and it's like he doesn't even like it long enough to keep it in his body. Yeah. Oh, we can we can wrap up the show. I can. My other one was uh, the theme from uh, um, the like Believe It or Not, two. I'm Walking on Air. Remember the Greatest American Hero? Greatest American Hero. I got five. You got five? <laughs> I, I'm not used to saying this, but you got cut, buddy. Like, you got a... You get bumped. You, no. Well, <laughs> just what, what's... Come back and we'll pretend like we're going through... We're, you're on, like, number four. We'll pass him the thing, then. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. He's got, no, he's, he's plugged in. Oh, that's in. right. You're already plugged in. Yeah. Let me uh, I'll pass this back to you. It did work So today. yours was uh, the Greatest American Hero. Greatest American Hero, just because it's it was... That's uh, a Billy Joel song. It, it It's not a Billy Joel song. Yeah, it's, it is. It's written for... for um, it was written by somebody else. Um, I have it right here, but it... it I thought it, it was a Billy Joel song. No, it really sounds like Christian a Billy Joel song. song. What do you got, Neil? Okay. Quincy Jones, mm-hmm. Sanford and Son. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah, no, this is this is my this is my alarm in the morning. That oh, song, that's nice. yeah, uh, always appropriate every time, everywhere. Is this the, this isn't the theme though? Is it the theme? Is it? This, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that Are counts sure as a theme. That? That's not how I Benny Hill. Benny Hill theme. It came up. No, but yeah. that might not be right. I think. Right. I, I think. I, yeah, that's a technicality. Yeah, because yeah. they just used that song. I don't know if that was the intro song. I think it was. All right. Well, I think it was like a callback when it came up in the montage okay. scenes. What else we get? Uh, what else we got? Um, Did you not really have five? I do have five. Uh, so this one. It's cool, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. That is the theme to Barney Miller. Oh. 70s See, cop show. I, I do feel like all of these theme songs, from the ones I played to the ones that you played from that Quincy Jones one, to, to they all feel like they're part of like a genre of music that's like just... Yeah. Pre-Alan Thick. Well, this is yeah. written, this is written by, by a guy named Jack Elliott, yeah. who also did the Night Court theme song. You can hear oh, some similar. Yeah, you can there. hear that in there. Uh, but yeah, he was like a huge TV. Uh, he ran like the Henry Mancini Institute for like film scoring huh. forever. Oh, crazy. And I worked for his son, Alan Elliott, on Let's Go to Prison. Hey, oh. there's uh, a the... coming up next. 
This is uh, in line with the some of the other ones that were uh, songs before they were opening credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is moonlighting. No, listen to how like incompetent the saxophone is. It's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like someone was like, "Oh, they got a saxophone." <laughs> yeah, I bet I can play it. What is this from? It's from Square Pegs. Oh, Jesus! Square Pegs. What's it that? Was, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's first starring role on TV. Square oh. Pegs. And this is the waitresses doing a song called Square Pegs. But it was, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was like the 1980s version of either Booksmart or uh, uh, Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> Where like it was two nerd girls in high school. Do you remember this in. show? Yeah, it was only on one season. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, Greatest American Hero was only on last three. So that was that one. And then, because I didn't want to seem like I'm a million years old, I picked something newer. Everyone's puzzled. Oh, I know what this is. Oh, this is, is um, this is Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah, ah, that's a good one. Yeah, that Remember? is a good one. Breakable, <laughs> breakable. Yeah, yeah, because they don't do the extended one at the. Uh, this is this is another one. I feel like like that uh, the one I played. Strong as hell. Yeah. It could it could have been on the charts. The the fucking WKRP in Cincinnati. Uh, was on, was number sixty five. Yeah. It debuted as sixty five on the wow. on the Billboard Hot one hundred. Oh, uh, Dave, maybe you could uh, help us with sure. this. So one of Neil's picks was uh, "Yakety Sax" from Benny Hill, but that wasn't the theme, was it? That Yakety was just a sa- song they used that used when he when he was being chased around at high speed. Yeah, yes. right. Or was it the opening credits? Or was there opening credits? I think it was I like can't ending remember. credits. Maybe I think it was the end credits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The worst part of what was not a great show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. Mr. Bean is all like, it's like I was like, is this British comedy? And then I found, I and then I think um, that's when uh, Comedy Central started rerunning uh, Python. Oh, good. And I was just like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, here's the weird thing about uh, Benny Hill is that uh, the show is mostly horrible. Uh, but every once in a while there'll be like a gag in it that is just genius oh really <laughs> yeah it's, you have to watch a lot of it's like watching Jerry Lewis movies <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah like Jerry Lewis movies are terrible but they'll sometimes they'll be but every Jerry Lewis movie has like five minutes of genius yeah. in it fuck yeah the, the bellboy dance or something like yeah, that yeah. but you yeah. have to put up with everything else what was the and the opening was it hardly working was that the one where he keeps trying to kill himself the opening scene, the first scene is uh, in the whole movie is him going coming into a psychiatrist's office, and it's like really shiny floor and all shiny furniture. And the whole the whole scene is him trying to walk across the shiny floor and sit on the shiny furniture, and everything's really slippery and he can't make it. And it's like about ten minutes long, and it's absolutely brilliant. God damn! And it's absolutely that's just the opening pure of a movie. Yeah, of a Jerry Lewis movie. That's fantastic. I'm gonna. And watch I'm, that. I'm and reading give the, up. Like the the most recent uh, Mel Brooks biography, and I'm at, like just kind of past the part where he was like trying to write with Jerry Lewis. Like Jerry oh, Lewis, yeah. like thought he was funny, but it was just like too much of the same t- same type of person. 
And mm-hmm. so because like Mel's whole thing with like getting the jokes and stuff was just to jump up on a table and yell above everybody else. And then apparently that's exactly what Jerry Lewis would do when they were <laughs> <laughs> he, he couldn't like, you know, overshoot yeah, it. Just two guys on yeah. tables. Yeah. yeah. Progressively higher tables. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's it for the show. Thanks so oh, much. Oh wow! For, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, glad I could make it back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we got a lot of business. Yeah, in there's, there. another, there's a lot of another uh, shows coming in. Yeah. Uh, Rodney Bingenheimer right. has been relegated to after us. Yeah. Uh, that's sad. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah no we want to thank you for being a part of the show did you thanks, have a good time thanks it was fun had a great time uh, and uh, you have your podcast with Paul Greenberg I do yes uh, don't uh, either don't say if you like the clean version or don't say cunt yes, uh, yes. is what it's actually called uh, but it's listed on the, your your podcasting uh, devices as don't say with Paul and Dave yeah and it's uh, Paul Greenberg who of course uh, uh, you might know as the five bucks guy from uh, Vacant Lot no, yes, yep, vacant lot, yeah. I got to, I got to tell him that one. I was like, we did a we did a Dana Gould thing, and I was just like, I, I gotta say, I still say five bucks from a sketch that was like, I think in maybe the first episode of Vacant <laughs> Lot. Hey, talk about good intro songs, Pretty Vacant by Sex Pistols. Oh, yes. oh that's a good one. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. And amazing actually, intro too, like the house yeah. blowing over them. But that yeah. was probably most of the budget. Yeah, and they got <laughs> and they were able to get that. Uh, everyone, they were told they couldn't get Pretty Vacant, but they got it. Uh, uh, and I'm boasting because apparently he was a Kids in the Hall fan. Oh, shit. Oh, nice. People make Kids in the Hall. All right, you can have it. Oh, crazy. And they Great. got it really cheap. And uh, and it's also cool because really they're saying cunt. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I said very cunt. So you, you have don't say cunt. And then you have don't say, which is the other one. Well, it's, cool, it's called don't say. It's don't, but it's babe. just can I pitch you a dubbed version of your podcast called don't say ant? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying to put the the, the, the good I see out in the world these days. Yeah. That was a little awkward, yeah. but I, I appreciate you listening. All right. Uh, but then also, uh, you, you're on, you you go on the road with um, uh, who's, the, uh, who's, who's live? Who's uh, live anyway? We are. We're, yeah. Yeah. I'm going out with them again. There. I guess in January, and February, doing some shows. Nice. And then yeah. um uh then yeah, you book. and I will be doing a, a Paul Myers's yes, podcast up in San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, nice. And I'll be doing. We'll be doing the uh, Don't Say Cunt up in San Francisco oh, as nice. well. Yeah, well, yeah. Also, I'll be doing like a live uh, You Can't Call Me Al show at Cafe du Nord on the 18th at 10.30. Uh, if these sounds interesting to you, yeah. look <laughs> look at uh, the description of your podcast and there will be links for tickets in there. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah you put in a little work. That's what I say to the, the listener. They won't. Yeah, put in a, as yeah. little clicks as possible. Yeah, yep, no, yeah. A Google search and you can be anywhere you want. Look, these people don't <laughs> sleep. They're not interested in mass mattresses company. They don't yeah. brush their teeth. They like don't want you, quips. We're we're screwed here. Yeah, I hate when like you tweet where you're when you're doing a show and they say, "Are you well? Are you going to be in Lexington?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I just said where I'll be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or no, the worst part is like when you like uh, when are you going to come to Lexington? I was just in yeah, yeah. Lexington. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're going to wrap up with a song that I heard the other day, thanks to Lance from Permanent Records. He showed me um, the 1981 Village People record, Renaissance, and they have a song that closes out that album called Food Fight, and oh. it's one of the better punk songs I've heard. <laughs> uh, so uh, enjoy that, and uh, if you want your music uh, featured on the show, email it to us, Radio R-A-Y-D-O, at gmail.com, and then also uh, give us your uh, station IDs and stuff like that. Thanks, Dave Foley. Thank you. A little trivia. None of the Village People were gay. None of them. <laughs> None of them. Not one. They, they were all homophobes. <laughs> it was ironic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So this is Food Fight by the Village People. It'll blow your mind. What the, the? 
This is Randy Newman, and now you're kind of tuned in to Jonah Radio. Century Boulevard, Ventura Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs>